Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. You know, <laughs> we talk about a lot of movies on this podcast. <laughs> we do. We do. It's a movie podcast. That's right. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. It has come to this. And we cover a lot of ground. We cover a lot of our favorite directors, a lot of genre stuff, a lot of serious stuff. And sometimes there's a film that's so strong. And when you want to see this dark allegory of a scared snake-bitten woman mm. desperately trying to find the strength to leave an abusive relationship that's a tough theme for a movie to tackle yeah sometimes we have to go deep that's serious and that kind of story is at the heart of 1989's curse 2 the bite are you sure <laughs> I, was i reading too much into curse 2 the There's, bite that seems like you're reading a lot <laughs> a lot into curse 2 no, I got strong uh, the fly vibes from this. This yeah, is a, this is a story of young love, of dedication, of it's passion. It's very much the fly, and a guy whose arm is slowly turning into a snake. Right, and doesn't do much about it. And <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of lets it happen. The Curse Two is one of those movies that we. There's a lot of things we love about a movie like this. Oh yeah, we went for this one because it's another Jill Sholin. Who That's is, true. <laughs> that, was, I love, that was the main I love this factor. girl so much. Yeah. That was the one that really makes it jump out. But it has one of our favorite things is that period of the late 80s, early 90s, where there was a lot of sequels straight to video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to like popular horror movies that had zero connection whatsoever. Sequels in name only. Yeah. There yeah. was a lot of name only sequels from 89 to 93. Yeah. This, and is, this is that. They're a lot more charming and a lot less disappointing in a lot of ways than they were at their time. I think uh, they almost, yeah, they figured it out in the late 80s. Like, it doesn't have to follow the first movie. Right. You know? It just has to vibe. You couldn't do that in the early <laughs> 80s with Halloween 3. You, you know, you, oh, yeah. You couldn't get away with it then. Uproar. But, but if you take 89, a lesser property like The Curse sure. or Prom Night, you know, you yeah, could yeah. do a bunch of unrelated. Zombie has like five movies. <laughs> None <laughs> oh, of them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's so many different Amityvilles. Yeah, you know, exactly. By the fourth or fifth Amityville, it's not even in the Amityville house anymore. It's just like a clock that was from the Amityville. Like they're just taking parts of the house and putting them in different locations. And one of them is called Great. Amityville: The Curse, I think. Uh huh. Yeah, like just like just... it's similar. It's a similar <laughs> thing happening in another house, and so that's some connection. There's other great sequels like the Sleepaway Camp ones, which we covered. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which shouldn't have anything to do but they still force a connection weirdly totally connected we get a connection through our third silent night deadly night until four and five splinter off right. and narrow that was a surprise yeah yeah still carry it through to the third yeah in have, a brain box at all having never seen the first curse movie i'm glad i didn't have to know anything about that right the uh, curse is great the curse stars your boy claude akins Sheriff Lobo. You know that's so. my boy. <laughs> you love Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> and uh, the Wheatons. It's a Wheaton uh, fa yeah, yeah, family yeah, yeah, film. Yeah. And it's Wait, great. there's more than one Wheaton? Yeah, his like, sister plays his sister uh, in the movie. 
She probably didn't act. Much. Jill Wheaton. Jill Wheaton. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, of course. And it's also got a, your fat guy from Christine <laughs> hey, and, and Popcorn. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He specifically <laughs> always plays the fat guy. I, so. I drafted him. He plays the, the yeah. fat guy in The Curse, too. <laughs> That was this gross, disgusting, sicko movie about an alien meteor. It was like the color out of space. Oh, cool. Where a meteorite lands and contaminates Claude Aiken's farm, and all the vegetables' effects are s- disgusting inside. Oh, nice. a lot, one of those maggoty, wormy people with sores. One of those kind oh, of yeah. gross movies. And it's it's really good. Okay. Uh so this kind of does have that This uh, has that same body then. transformation. There's a lot of icky-wicky in this. A lot of icky in this. Yeah. This got the screaming mad George effects oh, in the curse, too. Love that. A lot of icky, gross, slimy yeah. stuff. When you see special done. effects by screaming mad George, you know you're in for a good time. <laughs> it's one of those names that you that uh, kind of stand out in the opening credits, And also, I you, guess, kinda, right? you have to live up to that name, too. You better deliver. <laughs> yeah. If you're going screaming right? mad as your first name... You yeah, better deliver. You can't just do like a prosthetic nose on, <laughs> on like Fox right. Catcher. You're not just doing aging effects <laughs> on Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you better bring it, Screaming Kingsley Mad. Kingsley looked like an old Indian man. That's true. In Gandhi. That's true. So, Screaming Mad George's work on Gandhi was <laughs> incredible. No, but yeah, you need, uh, you need these great gloppy effects for him. You know, he did Arena, one of the great oh, sure. effects movies of this era. And then I think third and fourth Elm Street, Dream Warriors oh, cool. and the Dream Child, which had again some all-time great visual effects. Oh yeah, that uh, cockroach hotel <laughs> in forest. <laughs> yeah, man, legendary. And he also did a couple of the Silent Night, Deadly Nights. I think four and five. So this guy, this guy is a name that shows up on these name only. This sequels. is our. We're doing you our know. full screaming mad our, retrospective yeah, this is the here. Screaming mad retrospective, and. Yeah, The Curse 2, originally called The Bite. Just called The Bite. I think there's a chance The Curse was originally called The Farm. <laughs> oh, sure. But that wasn't connected to another movie. That's that, yeah, too generic. There's curse a thir- is generic. There's in a, a good third way. curse. Oh, also. I think there's a fourth one. Yeah. I'm, right? Like, I'm sure the they curse, just kept the, going. The third one's like Blood Sacrifice. Hell yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> definitely, definitely doing a Curse 3 episode. But yes, this allegory of a scared young woman trying to flee an abusive relationship with a boy who has a snake hand. Yeah. You know, we all end up in an, a one road trip in our life through the American Southwest. Sure. It's easier for us because we live in the, the West. But we find ourselves in a car with somebody that perhaps we shouldn't be in a car with this long. Or maybe this trip has gone on a bit too long. And this is a movie about a road trip that goes on way too long. Yeah, this is a road movie. Yeah. And I it's like a snake movie. movie horror. It's a snake movie. Yeah. It's a road movie. It's a Jill Sholin movie. It's a movie. body horror movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we got these young lovers, Jill Sholin and uh, J. Eddie Peck. J. Eddie Peck. Who is like lost all the roles to Jeff Fahey, I'm going to guess. <laughs> we get a lot of <laughs> fake Jeff Fahey's in, this dude in is... direct-to-video. I don't know why the Jeff Fahey looked so, was such a dominant 1989 direct-video look. I mean, he, this guy doesn't have the blue eyes, I don't think, but it's no, that but same. No, but he has more of a soap opera vibe yeah, than he, Jeff Fahey. Definitely... And that's what this guy mostly yeah. did, yeah, daytime he... soaps. But they're like, they. you find out they've only known each other a few weeks, but they're lovers out on a road trip, going through snake country. Going through the snakelands. Talking to uh, the, Mexican the hillbilliest hillbilly gas station attendant in the opening of this movie. We get a thing I love just to start the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which we get an open credit that says, 
Yellow Sands Nuclear Base, right, Arizona. Right, right. We do start there. We start in a nuclear base with this with a bunch of guys in great nuclear guy suits, mm-hmm. like just picking up a snake, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just handling one snake. But like, you know, something's up with that snake. So They're taking a lot of precaution. The movie tells us there's a snake problem. Some some potentially nuclear snakes are having bad reactions. Yeah, the Yellow Sands <laughs> Nuclear Base is having. A snake problem, which probably means America's about to have a snake yeah. problem. Yeah, if they've got a snake problem, you've got a yeah. snake problem. You don't want to hear about it, any problems at Yellow Sands. That's I don't what, know this movie Sands would have been great if it was place. Curse Two: Snake Problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we get. An incident at Yellow Sands. <laughs> yeah, we get snake trouble in this flick <laughs> in a lot of really fun ways. But what really lifts this movie higher than it probably should be is the fact that jill sholin seems to be the only person acting like a normal human being (laughs) in this movie she has fallen into a lot of in this in her horror run which is great she is often the straight woman to everybody else's like muppet show insanity big time you know (laughs) that's kind of her thing we've covered her in popcorn yeah. Cutting class. Cutting class. Everybody is a total maniac in that Absolute movie. And she's the one that's always show. going like, what is going on? Right. And then uh, Stranger Calls Back, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she yeah, has- she's very, she's always very innocent. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like you said, the, the straight woman to everyone else's zany characters. Zany, insane. And there's just some insanity in this movie. But she has this normal, realistic kind of emotional performance that's kind of removed from everything else that's going on. She's in this relationship that she doesn't really quite know if she wants to be in, especially now that she's dealing with this snake trauma. But she would just, honestly, I'm getting it out of the way right now, watching a full 90-minute Jill Sholin movie, she is so charming (laughs) that she would just run me over. Like, I would be Mm. completely powerless, incapable of uh, standing up for myself in any kind of way. But when she's telling me about, like, if I'm in a road trip through New Mexico and Jill Sholin starts telling me a, about a long dream that she had and then breaks out an acoustic guitar, it's like this funny way that The Curse 2 is trying to push the limits of what a man would reasonably be accepted <laughs> to put up with from a girl that looks like Jill Sholin. Yeah, it's a, it's a real lovey-dovey opening with these yeah, two. Yeah, we get these right? tender... I like our trend she's, of watching these tender movies that turn into just these... Like that William Smith Vietnam. Oh flip. yeah, yeah. It's about connecting with old lovers. Oh sure, the losers. <laughs> because losers. you're losers. Because you're the bite. <laughs> so there's this great road trip moment to start after you know once we're kind of introduced to these young lovers, where she decides to pee like right next to a snake, which is yeah. every. It's just like why I don't go camping and why oh, I don't tempt those kind of fates and. Yeah, when when uh, he tells her that they're going to go through this shortcut through Yellow Sands. Oh, yeah. And the gas station guy's like, there ain't nobody around for 100 miles. Why would she agree to that? I'd be like, no, no, no. I need, I'm going to need to use the bathroom. So a road trip through a place like this, it's always a 50-50, whether to fully trust the most uh, hillbilly man you've ever seen in your life That's that true. seems to be giving you advice from danger, or... Think you're going to get into a 2000 maniac situation mm-hmm. like fake road signs detouring you off into the that's true he wasn't the most victim. trustworthy so this guy hillbilly. looks really when he so when he does like i wouldn't drive through yellow sands it's like well this guy is 
I don't know what other bad advice this guy has given out in my life. Yeah. He seemed to make a litany of bad choices. So I kind of, <laughs> you know, it'd be tough to, to take the advice to, if I'm like, ugh, saving two hours to drive through yellow sands? Mm. Yeah, but the guy never says, like, that's a nuclear site and there's <laughs> mutant snakes there. He just goes, I don't know anyone to go near there. Like, it's that's literally not overrun by nuclear snakes, like, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> So you and I have been on road trips. We uh, will be going on one eventually for our Forster run. And if you're peeing by the side of the road, I don't want to be put in a situation where I have to like fire a, a shotgun over your shoulder to no. get a snake. I don't know if I can jump up our road trip experience. I don't. That th- I don't think that snake was going to bite Jill Sholin. I, I think that guy just wanted to show off his gun. <laughs> I mean, the snake looked to be about a, a good four yards away from her. Jay Eddie Peck just not, and then again, not telling her what's going on. Just telling her, don't move. I'm pointing my rifle at you. Shows, she's sitting there, she's squatting a pee and she looks up to her boyfriend pointing a salt all, all rifle All you gotta say face. is, honey, there's a snake near you. I'm gonna shoot it. He's just, he just goes, don't move. I'm just going to end this relationship right here in the desert. If you turn around from peeing on a bush at the roadside to find me by the passenger side with a gun trained on you, how do you react to that? (laughs) (laughs) Who do you do when I've... Oh, okay. That's like like Home Alone where Marv's got the crowbar above Joe Pesci. (laughs) What are you doing, Marv? What are you doing? (laughs) Charlie, what are you doing? Why do you got that gun on me, Charlie? Um... Yeah, I think that whole, maybe the whole scene just existed to get a shot of Jill Sholin running in a sundress. Sure. That's, that could have been <laughs> to it. To get back to the car. But uh, she does so great handling what all these extreme situations, and I had no idea how extreme the situations were going to get. What, what we get next to break up uh, her acoustic guitar song. This mm. is the best way that song could have ended. <laughs> yeah. The best way to get her to put down the guitar. This is the best scene. Of the, this is, I love this scene. This is a great movie scene right here. This is when I knew we were in for something special. <laughs> yeah, and when you like, rent this movie, by the time you realize this has nothing to do with the curse, once you get this scene, man, I think it's worth the rental price. Yeah. When you get this great long shot of this desolate highway covered in snakes... Just a shot at snake level. Yeah, yeah. Of just miles of snake road. Where you see that like heat waves coming up off the road, and yeah. you see the car blurry mirage, in the distance. Blurry car. And then yeah, you know there's just a half a mile of snakes on the road. An and insane amount of snakes that are all crossing the road at the exact same time, just baking on that concrete. And what what can you do? But drive over them. Well, that's all you can they do. They film this really well because you get like 30 45 seconds of them not noticing that they're about to just plow through snakes. Yeah, how do you not see that the road ahead of you is suddenly moving and <laughs> well, dark with snakes? I think snakes. that's what they did a This is an actual for a guy who never made another movie. I really oh, yeah. like his use of that road mirage blur where you can feasibly see this mile of snake land up road and it just looks like a wavy wet mirage that's true yeah yeah like the you know you see weird things on hot concrete on these long desert roads not expecting a sea of snakes that's for sure but dude the the snake filled highway is so good part of it so once he's just running through it like george running through pigeons (laughs) (laughs) he's just driving his jeep cherokee through 
just and the snakes it's are like that flapping thing. and slapping against this. Man, I, I it's one of those where you go like those those weren't real snakes, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was this was like rubber snakes, man. Because it looks like real snakes, snakes are getting like getting flung run over. like off the and they're splatting it everywhere. And we keep getting Jill Sholin is believably freaking out. Oh, they're like, both. What yeah. are we doing? But it's so funny. The her dudes and her boyfriend freaks out. Or because they're both. He's leaning out his window, and he keeps saying stuff like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> right, and she's like. like She's like, Clark, do Clark, something. Clark, do something. Like, what do you want him to do? Stop in the middle of a sea of snakes? It just keeps... Since you never see like him yelling while they're running over snakes, you get these great shots of him just filming yelling out of a truck film later, and he keeps just saying stuff like, son of a bitch, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> but then he tops it with like, my God, what is with all these snakes? <laughs> I mean, a legitimate question. <laughs> but, like, so how many miles of snakes would you go, do you right? go before you're like, all right, throw it back? Because then you <laughs> – how far do you push through? That's true. Or I mean, is it that's all it. push through? It's like once you're on the hot coals, you don't, there's no yeah. going backwards. The hot coals you got to go forwards yeah, if the hot through coals the coals. are a half mile long, you're like, shit, I can't moonwalk Keep out going. of this now, man. I got to just push through. So, But how long does the snake – it's a – a snake highway is a major sunk cost fallacy. Because even a half mile in, if you're just like, geez, it's only a half mile. I could throw this into reverse. But then you're like, but then I have to stop the car and shouldn't be a problem. But then I have to go. But then you're like, I don't know how much longer I how got bad to is be it? on this road. How much worse could right. snake road get? It could get worse. Once I see a road filled with that many snakes, I feel like there's a chance I'm going to come up I'm like a giant, you know, truck-sized snake eventually. Like, oh, are these right. snakes just going to keep growing? Well, yeah, they'll stop piling on each other, and yeah. suddenly you're going over gonna, hills gonna of snakes or something. You're going to have a crazy rat king of a snake you're gonna pile get, like, somewhere. You're going to get a flooded road, but it's snakes yeah. up to the window. At what point are the snakes my, like a few feet stacked high like snake cord would? Yeah. And then I'm just, what? Then I get stuck in the middle of them, and this then is, I have to walk my way back? This is why I don't go to the desert. Nah. Thank you, Not but worth no it. thank you. Yeah, Not we're good. It. Again, that hillbilly guy wanted these people. He could have said, "Miles of snake land up ahead." But everyone there seems to know. Yeah, there's something wrong. But all he said is, "Nah, I don't do that." But you know, he's not there to judge. We've talked about this in like horror movies and ghost stories before, where a lot of times the ghost just wants you to just give them their house back, (laughs) just move, just Mm -hmm. leave it alone. That's usually all the ghost wants, and then it won't harass you anymore. And I'm not sure what it. I guess I could be stubborn too, but once people are plaintively talking about, once we meet a handyman, a service guy, when they go to to stop after they run through a few miles of dead snake road, mm-hmm. the guy's kind of suspicious, points a gun on him a bit, and <laughs> a, little, uh, a little suspicious. A little suspicious. Suddenly you're in Mad Max country with this, <laughs> and, like... Uh, but you'd at that point, I think my brain would be like, oh, man, I'm in Mad Max territory now. Now that I've run through a thing that I didn't know was existed, I'm expecting to get guns pulled on me now. These people that still exist out here, these people are the, the true mysteries of the desert. Desolate. They're aboriginal. Yeah, yeah. This is Mad Max, man. But when the guy asks, uh, the guy's telling him, he's like, oh, yeah. Saw the snakes, huh? <laughs> and he's telling them all about, like, one day they just showed up. Where are they going? You know, talking about how the animals are leaving town. Something bad's about to come in. Very apocalyptic yeah. stuff. Yeah. I love that the old guy gets the line where he's like, well, where are all these snakes going? He goes, straight to hell. <laughs> where they belong. 
This but, guy does not but like the guy snakes. is like not leaving town. <laughs> He's really putting in a like, nah, the snakes are leaving. They'll be gone eventually. And we get our first screaming mad George slime effects when we see the guy's hints of the oh. that man's bitten dog. His his, his mutated dog creature. Dog. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when the slime time happens. Yeah, our boy Clark uh, decides <laughs> oh, he's got to use the bathroom at Mad Max gas station. <laughs> yeah. And Jill Sholin's just in the in the truck because they got to get the tire changed because they ran over so they many ran goddamn over so snakes. Many snakes, man. You're, you're bound to get some puncture wounds running through that So many the guy's snakes. charging him like 200 bucks to fix a tire. Meanwhile, Jill Sholin's just like, ah, just get it done. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's again, what I'm like, talking like, about. Like what, normal person. The just, stuff I would... Put up with to be with her. She is. She just ran through so many snakes, and it's like, Clark, pay the man two hundred dollars. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, and Clark's were. Yeah, Clark's problem is that he's getting gouged. Not that he had a <laughs> yeah. shotgun pulled on him. Yeah. He's, he's like, whining about a couple bucks when the guy had a shotgun changed <laughs> trained on his jaw. So then, yeah, Clark's like, I gotta use the bathroom while we're here. I gotta linger. No desert pee for me. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta facility. I gotta use a facility. Even though this facility looks like a total. And Resident a, Evil horror show. Oh, yeah. And then he suddenly decides he needs to go into a basement. And, uh, yeah, you got the light coming <laughs> through the board. And yeah. you've got the These yeah, people t- take the dog so under many, a sheet. And... So many journeys into areas that I would leave the hell alone. When I, who? Everybody. Yeah. Why, all these people in Texas Chainsaw are always poking around in houses that they don't know. There and, is definitely, like, the sense of, like, who the hell does this guy think he is? This Clark guy. When you, are you... When you go on Route 66, are you allowed to just poke around in, in old wood? Is that <laughs> is that a rule? If it's any kind of old wooden structure, you can just take a trip through it? I think so. But <laughs> they do they do bone in a barn later. So yeah, I think that's the uh, the consensus. But I man, when he pulls up to like a motel and that whole Jeep Cherokee is just splattered in blood. Imagine being in a hotel in a dead of nowhere with your family and somebody drives up in a bloody Jeep Cherokee. That's just, not the kind of guy you want no, to be seen in a motel. You're going to get some looks for that. Yeah, you're going to get some looks. And you get the sense with a lot of these Jill Sholin movies that sometimes she ends up in a in a comedy that she didn't when she filmed it, they didn't realize it was a comedy. Mm. Like in Cutting Class, none of the jokes include her. And all of the jokes seem to be always happening in another place <laughs> from her. Right. And in this movie, out of nowhere, Jamie Farr shows up. Yeah. Jamie suddenly, Farr shows up cracking one-liners. We, we get suddenly like a bunch of sitcom stars and... Uh, we get a whole a gaggle bunch of, of truck of convoy people. Bizarre, yeah, we get a truck convoy. We get bizarre character actors at this hotel. Jamie Farr, who's best known <laughs> as the cross-dresser on MASH... Yeah. Is a businessman who gives out free uh, snake v- anti venom. I get the sense that he's an he's a doctor who lost his license, so now he's like okay, a, yeah, yeah, kind of a con man or a guy making his making just a buck. He he, he presents himself as like a salesman with a uh, business card that's a sponge. That's always classy. <laughs> he's got a lot of give- Jamie Farr just shows up as a guy with like an old vaudeville act with a trunk full of gags. Yeah, it's crazy. He shows up the first time we see him. Everybody's reacting to this blood-splattered Jeep Cherokee. You get this, like you said, a weird coterie of uh, random motel guests that are all in the parking lot at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Well, and, and then Clark gets bit by the snake. Oh, they that, got a, they had a snake spot. hop on. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Snake got in the cab they of, had a, cab yeah. of the, the Cherokee. 
They did. And <laughs> that's right. They got him. So the snake gets out at the uh, after biting him, right? Mm-hmm. Escapes the motel. And then when every, there's eight or nine people all like, where'd the snake go? Where'd the snake go? It's over there. It's in the bushes. And then it just cuts to Jamie Farr standing in a towel on the second floor of the motel, shaving. Yeah. Like he's just somewhere else entirely just shaving. But he's concerned shaving. Like What's going on here? He's like looking like really getting an angle mm. on what might be happening down there with all the people while he's it's still like, like cutting a shave. Finally, my briefcase of antivenom is going to come <laughs> into play here. I mean, we get this whole different movie with Jamie Farr trying to uh, set up a tryst with Big Flo, the trucker. Oh, my goodness. We get a whole different... We get the young lovers who, who look hot. And then we get... Jamie Farr and Big Flo, just for a laugh. It is very bizarre how this yeah movie turns in. <laughs> it was Farr a road just... movie. Now it's like a chase movie because yeah. Jamie Farr gives Clark the wrong antivenom because it's a mutated snake. Yeah. And uh, he discovers that when Jill Sholin has to beat the snake to death in the hotel room with her <laughs> That's guitar. That's a good use of her acoustic guitar. That is a cool she scene. beat the hell out of that and guitar. And then Jamie Farr and uh, the guy from... Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> sure. Uh, as the hotel manager are talking over oh, the snake. Oh, Sidney Lassick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And uh, I mean, when when There's I fell so many in bits all when I sudden. fell in love with this movie was the moment Jamie Fargo's mutant schmutant. <laughs> That's the thing. Talking about the snake. He's like, it's a mutant snake. Jamie oh, Farr, mutant schmutant. Jamie Farr is ex- is making the same exact kind of jokes that he would make on the Match Game Hollywood Squares <laughs> Hour. Right? Like, Jamie Farr is doing super password routines yeah. in the middle of this So he realizes he's got to catch Clark to give him the different antivenom, or to at least not get sued. And so he calls on his CB radio that he's got <laughs> yeah, out to man. all the truckers. Get, this is one of the latest instances I've seen of CB culture showing oh, up. Oh, yeah. In, in 89? 89. This is like 16 years deep into convoy culture. And he knows all these truckers. He knows so many companies. He knows beef. He knows Death Wish. He's on a first name basis with Death Wish. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, Death Wish. I just need to find him. I don't need to mutilate him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has established in jokes with a lot of different truckers. And, and relations with, yeah. And an actual sexual relationship with its own built-in, like, in jokes with Big Flow. With the... Gee, I think the only misstep this movie made to a, to a, the only thing you can't say was perfect about the curse to the bite was that, <laughs> thank you for a full title that jamie Farr was not just playing jamie Farr. <laughs> i would have loved him just drop like what you know when i was on aftermatch <laughs> that would have been great but you know harry morton okay all right that's the one misstep that the curse you could have been doing like a signing tour or something <laughs> yeah. just happens to carry I mean, snake uh, he al- anecdotes he already feels like he's filming this in between other projects that he's doing enough that they should have just made it part of Jamie Farr's projects. I like that. And he's this great. Is, this is uh, too early for that meta stuff, though. This it is, is yeah. yeah. The Curse 2 wasn't going to be... Uh... Instead, you just get great stuff like Jamie Farr having a sexual relationship with, <laughs> with the wrong Sarah Connor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to look up that woman's name because she has to be Marianne mueller Leela. Yeah, that's talking about a great Swiss German name. That right? is a name. Yeah, you gotta love a woman with almost two hundred and fifty acting credits, who looks like she does. Gets all of those great waitress roles. Mm-hmm. Gets all of those great 
trucker <laughs> she's been roles. on everything the idea of uh you know changing your name when you go to hollywood and make yourself more marketable you get 250 gigs as marianne mueller lila <laughs> you're god level this woman's in the hall of fame she's so great big flow is a good character Definitely. It's a great, great, fun role to have in a, in a career, you know? This is like who Large Marge was before she died. <laughs> yeah, right? This is the this is the fun-loving Large Marge. Yeah. Large Marge, you loved a good romp. Yeah. <laughs> loved a good romp in the trucker bed. <laughs> <laughs> that, they get a sex scene. Well, we get the aftermath. The aftermath sure. of the sex scene. <laughs> but it happened up in the bed behind the cab of the truck. That cool little private t- trucker bed where they keep their pornography. It's a lifestyle, <laughs> and, their, and their speed cut with the cut with diuretics. And uh, <laughs> um, I just love getting a good trucker convoy. Yeah, I love all of this stuff, and I wouldn't have expected a convoy movie springing up thirty minutes into Curse. It was a pleasant surprise, definitely. But at the same time, we're getting this kind of serious story in the fly where this young there suddenly a major trauma is introduced in the beginning stages of a young what had been that point carefree relationship mm-hmm. and now you're trapped in that in the middle of nowhere with a guy who you don't totally know if you can trust or be you get this very serious emotional story that Jill Sholin's trying to tell yeah. completely separately from all the other craziness it's uh, yeah it's very funny we we have that back and forth so it's such a wide swing yeah. between Jamie Foxx. Major Farr tonal shifts and in then these scenes. There's like this uh you know country western bar scene where he starts to really turn and something's really wrong with his hand and that's when that's the Jeff Goldblum and, breaking a dude's arm in the bar. Right, right, right. Yeah. They, they rip like seven different scenes off from, from Yeah, the, the more fly. I think about it, the more this is just the fly. <laughs> it's the fly with Jamie Farr sections yeah, inserted. But with snakes instead of flies. Yeah, you know that thing in a movie, Charlie, when you go to a roadside honky-tonk where you clearly look like the two outsiders, and that thing where you let um, a threatening, sinister stranger just dance sexy with your wife. Oh, yeah. You know that thing, right? Yeah. Where you don't put up any fight, and you just say, like, sure, you can dance with my hottest girl in the bar girlfriend. I'd have to say honky-tonk, western bar, top five scariest places in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any movie. Right? It's never good. It's never good. It's always bad. Yeah. It's 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 Action USA guy getting tossed around, or it's, yeah, it's this movie where you clearly have this predator <laughs> preying on Jill Sholin to dance with her. Yeah, man, when I think of the scariest places in film, I think of, you know, the ninth configuration, when Richard Lynch almost rapes a guy in, like, a honky-tonk bar, you know? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's what happens when you go into a bar where you're the outsider. Nothing and there's good. an established gang of, like, 60 people in there. Nothing good. Even in the Blues Brothers, the honky-tonk <laughs> bar is scary. Yeah. They're behind chicken wire. We learn five minutes into Roadhouse that they sweep up eyeballs. I was just going to say. <laughs> Who's going to honky-tonk bars that's the only joint in town? Oh, man. No, townies are the most dangerous people in a movie. And so you just let one of them dance with your girl. You just let Jill Schoen go grind with a guy well, for when a your couple hand minutes while you're turning, into a, turning into a snake. I guess, yeah, you're focused on other things. And then you handle it by just punching Jill Schoen in the face in front of a crowded bar. Now, that was the snake doing it, Eric. <laughs> that's that a, was not him. That that's was a tough, snake hand. 
He's. I. I think I, I'm gonna go That's with. That's a tough conversation to have two weeks into a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, babe. That you punched your girl right across the face because of your hands turning into a snake. Yeah. But where the comp the decomposition of Jeff Goldblum was constantly, you know, unavoidable at a certain point of the movie. This guy really keeps a secret for a long time. He could have probably gotten himself way out of a jam way earlier in this movie. But nobody ever wants to say that their hands turn it into a snake. No. Like nobody feels like they can ever turn to anyone and say, like, my hand's been starting to do some yeah. weird things ever since I got bit by that nuclear snake. Like, he doesn't want to go to a hospital. Yeah. I'd be like, put me right there in John Hopkins. Like, <laughs> let's go. My hand is a snake. Help me out here. Somebody. Get, the only two people that can deny medical care in a movie are like, you get one side of things which is an old man kind of doing a bloody cough into a rag and saying like <laughs> during a zombie saying, apocalypse like, I'm fine I don't need a doctor <laughs> yeah and then or you get a guy who just gets bitten by a radioactive animal that's more aggressive than any animal he's ever known and then that guy also gets to to say he doesn't want medical treatment yeah those guys never want medical it's treatment. like in Candyman, the new one where his Ugh. hand is just getting worse he and goes worse. to the He's... doctor when it's all the way up to the elbow it's like dude when you're peeling off your own fingernails when like, you're see a professional when you're going into the the hospital later than jared leto and requiem for a dream <laughs> yeah, right. like what are you waiting yeah. for <laughs> what are you waiting for here buddy and <laughs> you all once we get to all of these snake deaths this movie, we keep getting increasing amounts of snake death. Mm-hmm. More than you'd think. The runtime goes a little bit long. It, a lot it, of build to Craig, uh, uh, this guy unwrapping his uh, Yeah, it feels hand. long. It feels long. And you, you uh, once we finally get Bo Svensson involved. Dude, Bo Svensson shows up an hour into this thing. As the sheriff, who yeah. clearly thinks that this guy is Jared Leto in Requiem yeah, for a Dream. Because he suspects has a bad drug problem. He, yeah, he's basically acting like a... A, an addict going through withdrawals yeah. with his hand all bandaged up. And yeah, I this Bo, character actor, Bo Svensson. He's awesome. He's got this taped up nose. He actually ended up being in some Tarantino movies. He's yeah, well, the, he was in the uh, original Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why Tarantino was, brought him for the... Uh, yeah, he's in... Uh, but he's he's the preacher in Kill Bill Part 2 right. that's leading them through Yeah, Tarantino was giving him some late 2000s is, gigs. Yeah. He was, and as soon as I saw that, and I, I was like, "Yes, I I know that character. I know, I know exactly dude. who that is." He yeah. uh, once Jodon Baker did Walking Tall. Bo Svensson did Walking Tall two, three, and the Walking Tall TV series. Right, right. This guy owned the Buford Pusser character, and he would great also this. show up in you know Murder She Wrote and stuff all through the eighties. Yeah, awesome guy. He's in a lot of sequels in this point in his career. Like his, it's, oh uh, yeah, he did a lot of direct <laughs> video horror sequels. Yeah, great horror stuff though. Like. Butcher Baker, Nightmare oh, Maker. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Guy's a cool career. Well, you know when you get a Bo Svensson or a Bo Hopkins showing up as <laughs> an asshole sheriff. Yeah, right? This movie just is jumped there a up bad Bo? Level. I think any Bo is a good you get Bo, a right? Bo Bridges. I'm always down for Bo Bridges. <laughs> Why not? You know, if Bo Jackson showed up in something, oh, Bo who knows. wouldn't be like, what? <laughs> Bo, if Bo Jackson had been in The Exorcist 3 next oh, to Patrick Ewing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the that theater would have, would have erupted that would have at good. Bo Jackson in there, man. That would have been making news. Bo Jackson's in a movie? Bo Jackson. Eddie. Yeah, no no bad bows. God. We even had a Howie Long movie. We couldn't get a Bo Jackson movie? We couldn't movie? get Bo Jackson in there? Come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, so, I love Bo Svensson. Yeah, they pull him over. He they... shows up. Like you said, he 
had a huge bandage over his nose, an unexplained Never broken gets nose. Explained. He's got that <laughs> Texas sheriff attitude. It's great. This it's movie perfect. cast a man from Sweden as like the New Mexico local sheriff, and then cast a different American man as a Swedish Lutheran farmer. <laughs> right. Later in the movie. Yeah. This movie had a, a Swedish guy playing a New Mexican sheriff and just a guy from, you know, Torrance. That's playing, perfect. <laughs> playing a deep yeah, we get Swedish some farmer. Mennonite action here <laughs> later in the movie. So he's insane. But yeah, Bo Svensson is this serious kind of asshole sheriff that just... Again, you get a bow showing up in your movie, your movie is that much and better. I do get the sense that they just kind of let him do whatever. Because he gets to have this great scene where he's telling a guy a story over the police scanner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Clark's in the back of the cop car writhing and wriggling. And then, yeah, the first of a few really cool <sighs> kills when the deputy goes to check on Clark. Yeah, who and just the, looks like he's in withdrawal. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, they're just making sure he's not dying back there. So they think. So they think. And then Snake Hand. Man, the Snake Hand makes its full debut when it burrows through a man's assault, like right down the throat. Right down the throat, into the guts. And pulls out his beating heart. He went, not even like uh, Temple of Doom style through the chest, man. Tears through that. He went right down the throat and was burrowing (laughs) in. He was elbow deep. That snake was in there. Yeah. And so that's when that's why you get a guy like Screaming Mad George. Because you get the full long effect of a guy pulling a full arm out of a man's body. Yeah. You get that great you get a bunch of these great like faces that are extorted uh-huh. and con- All that. contorted. Yes. Rubber effects, a lot of great stuff in like, and that, yeah, a lot of good practical effects for all in all the snake kills and all the mutations and stuff. Very cool. Yeah, we don't really get a lot of the snake until the very we they they tease us more with this snake. Once we ran over like thousands of snakes, (laughs) we kind of don't see another snake. That was most, yeah, that was most of the snake budget. Was that one scene in fifteen minutes in? I guess that kind of answers our question from earlier. They did kill all of their prop snakes. I guess they're like so. we don't have any snakes for the rest of the movie. Why did we film this first? Right. Why did we film chronologically? Should have. We got like with that. one snake for the car escape. Now there's supposed to be dozens. And that's why this guy only made one movie. So yeah, I guess. pulling a man's heart out through his mouth while it's still beating. Yeah, that's some that's some sicko levels of straight to video gore. That you want to see in a movie like Curse 2. But we also get, since we're an hour in now when Bo Svensson shows up, and like you said, he probably just had his run. He's one of the bigger names involved with this project. He's mm-hmm. the guy who has a couple hundred gigs. He can he knows how to act through a Curse 2. And bike. he's just one of those guys that after you've seen a couple of scenes of this kind of trucker stuff... All of a sudden, this magnetic character actor just takes <laughs> yeah. over. Like he really does just take over the the screen. Well, he comes on, on and just kicks ass. Yeah, he's immediately because Jamie Farr is chasing after him. This movie's kind of like you know a Muppet movie where they're all like you know get that bird. Yeah, right. They're all just chasing after the snake guy, and Jamie Farr is the one who's like you know comically fill, filling vaccine needles like ooh like he's in disorderlies well, and then Bo Hopkins Bo uh, Swenson yeah. comes in is just like what the fuck is going on here and everybody's <laughs> just like oh shit. Yeah. it's just all these worlds colliding and uh it still has that thing that is another feature of Jill Schillen movies that also feels like a thing that she doesn't know is happening where all of her movies have multiple characters who always talk about how hot Jill Sholin is <laughs> when she's not around. Right. Which I get. 
that it's pretty impossible to probably spend any amount of time with her and not immediately just talk about how hot right. she is. It's got to come up, I guess. But in cutting class, there was like 15 different references to how many people wanted to, how many old white men wanted to mm. bang Jill Schoen. <laughs> and they're immediately now like just strangers are coming up to this guy through this whole movie to just talk about how hot she is. So we get more of that yeah, as yeah. Uh, as uh, Clark is murdering more and more people against his will. Man, my favorite's the nurse. Yeah, dude, that gore in the, the first of all, he yeah he finally gets to a hospital. The nurse is like got this very calming. Uh, we're just gonna cut open the bandages. Mm-hmm. You know, Jill Shulman Much told me than you, you got a snake bite. When Jared Leto shows up at the hospital with his blackened heroin arm, he gets Dylan Baker. Yeah, right. as his oh, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> would not want rough. That. I would not want <laughs> this that. This nurse is so much nicer than seeing Dylan Baker as the guy hiding the medicine from you. Right. But this time, <laughs> yeah, she cuts open the snake bandage and you get this great close-up of a snake eye opening. Yeah. And you get this cool, yeah, just like very much like the fly, like gooey. Oh, just a really lot of slimy, snotty material right. pulling away in strings. Yeah. And then, yeah, the snake <laughs> tries to go down the throat again, but doesn't quite get there. So it just rips her whole bottom jaw off, oh, and we God. get the slow screaming mad <laughs> effect of yeah. her just without a lower mandible. That was disgusting. That was that's gross. I was like, that's pretty good. That was missing good. the lower mandible is is a sick effect. When you see yeah. the tongue flap in there, oh, that's yeah. disgusting. That's one of the grossest creature effects that any, anytime there's a zombie who's just walking and like his tongue's coming out of a throat hole and he has no that's gross. Yeah. That's gross, guys. Yeah. So we get more tongue stuff later too with him. Yeah. Just the tongue just coming out of him later. But yeah. We get some Scream at George who you go to for some sick stuff. Good. It was and good. it's good. And yeah, once he's once we're getting uh getting he is escapes from this hospital, he's getting picked up by a Swedish Lutheran farmer and his Whole family who have this movie's bananas. Yeah, you keep expecting some kind of Nazi subplot or like some kind of aliens. Like, why not? Let's bring them in. Well, I guess I expected a curse at some point in this movie. (laughs) I guess it's curse and more like bad luck. Bad luck that you drove through yellow sands and a snake bit you. But like, no one's casting uh, any curses. So I could think of one thing wrong with the title of this movie. movie. <laughs> Maybe the two in Curse Two is supposed to be like snake fangs. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> but no. Once he goes wild, that snake arm goes wild on the Swedish family who aren't oh, Swedish. Yeah. Once that snake tongue is whipping out like a lasso and just strangling oh, people, spitting venom like in Jurassic Park. Oh man! Once that snake arm is fully functional. Yeah. And just using all its cool snake tricks. Because we get the great reveal of the full snake face. When the yeah. little farmer girl goes in, sensing something's wrong with this weird guy they yeah. picked up. I want to see the arm. Yeah. Got to know what's under that arm. Man. Yeah. I got to know what the bandage is. And when she sees the snake head and immediately gets out of dodge, that kid knows what's up. That's the yeah. only kid in the movie who knew not to invest. From that further. point on, the last like 17 minutes of this movie is great. It is great. I think on the VHS, uh, the box, I think I, you read the back of the box for us, and you said something like, with a power-packed finish, you will not oh, believe, yeah. or something it like that. It delivers on that. Like, the back of the box really promises yeah. the direct-to-video rental person who's unfamiliar with this sequel. Once he kind of goes full snake, and he, as Clark, kind of stops existing, and now he's just a vessel for, like, 
45 snakes to come out of him. Yeah, man. And like the big snake that is his hand still. Yeah. Like it is just. It's really tough. It's a knockout. In the fly when Gina Davis is still like wondering like (laughs) why she has feelings for this man and why she's so scared for him and why she can't just break away from him. And the fly is one of the most emotionally devastating movies I've ever seen. You know, when she's at the end and she's just crying and can't even hold the gun. And it's, it was a lot of performance. People fully recognize that even though this was a slimy genre movie, Gina Davis and Jeff Mm -hmm. Goldblum were doing award level work. And Jill Sholin is acting her butt off in this movie with Jamie Farr jokes and (laughs) gross jaw-ripping effects that, again, she might not have even known any of that was happening. And she gets this actually great naturalistic acting scene when she's, like, finally trying to trust this guy and help him. And he, you know, is just trying to distance himself from her suddenly because he recognizes this snake arm is going to kill this total babe. And she gets this amazing line where he's driving away in a truck and she's just standing there and goes, what the fuck is the matter with you? (laughs) Like, I am fucking putting up with so much shit right now. Why can't you give me a straight answer? And it's this great scene and this great performance that is from this totally different, better movie. Mm -hmm. And she keeps trying to bring this actual levity to this movie and does a really good job considering... uh, all the Muppet madness that's happening around her. It's a pretty impressive performance. Uh, you know, not far off from Gina Davis and the Fly, just with way, way, way sketchier material. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, this is one of those where uh, you watch the last 15 minutes of Jill Sholin in this movie, and you, and you go, so you want to be an actor? You <laughs> want to do this? because through it, man. She, uh, yeah, not only does she have to react to all, basically her boyfriend melting in front of her and snakes coming out of him. and yeah. But she has to go through the mud in this Man, movie. Man, I always feel for, for the actors that like get mud splattered into their mouths. That ending of Poltergeist and... where the woman's in the muddy, you know, <laughs> pool lake. It is like, it is like, man, how many days was Jill Sholin just mucking right? through this it's shit? It's cold as hell, filmed in the desert at night. Obvious real in snakes mud are in there. Clearly real snakes writhing around in mud with her. With like the prop dummy of your boyfriend, just snakes coming out of his mouth. Yeah, man. It was so gross at no the end. Wonder. It's so fucking gross Could at the be, end. I would be dying to go film popcorn. You're like, man, yeah. she really got typecast in horror movies. After I filmed night shots in the New Mexican desert and I find out my next movie's filming in Jamaica, I don't <laughs> yeah, right. give a shit what popcorn's about. Like, that could exactly. have been the worst movie I've ever done. Sign I don't me even, up. I do not care. She goes through it in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, mostly we just have to see her, like, on the phone in movies or, yeah, riding <laughs> around in a convertible yeah. in cutting class. This one, man, they put her through the ringer. She t- she takes a lot in this. Yeah. This is a, this is a wild performance. She, she deserved a better, for the acting and the energy she put into this, she deserved a bit better than Curse 2, The Bite. But I love it. I love her genre work. I thought this movie, you know, we watched it together for the first time. Yeah, and, we watched it a couple times. And it was very back. entertaining, and I, and I was, like, digging it. And then I watched it again today, and I, I really did kind of get... It really holds up pretty good on I, a rewatch. I feel uh, like I was more affected and more invested, and yeah, it really does... Uh, it's got something there. Yeah, it's... You know? The, it's a totally different movie from The Curse, but has this same homemade scare quality to it, where it has enough there that enough quality actors were on board... To make up for any, you know, poor acting, mm-hmm. you get some actual chemistry with some of these people and you get, you build and build and build to 
cooler and cooler gore stuff. Yeah. It's a well put together movie for a guy who some Italian guy that, you know, <laughs> probably inherited something, financed a horror movie and then uh, never worked again, you know. But it's a cool thing that the finish this. Okay, one thing with the finish though. Yeah. Once Clark is evolving and you go through these different phases of his deconstruction, you get that great shot like a American werewolf shot with his jaw unhinging. Mm. Just oh, like a yeah. snake's jaw would unhinge, like his whole face is breaking apart. So good. Ugh. Yeah. You get that. When he finally kind of just teapots uh-huh. and it's just, yeah. When no... it's all bubbling out, right? Yeah. I I love how these practical effects can make a scene much better because when you're filming a movie on film and you're making it with the practical effects, you have to have the lighting just right. And sometimes you take a path that's to hide some cheapness and it makes it more effective. And seeing this moonlit de- like when his jaws unhinged and her point of view is just seeing the silhouette through the moonlight, mm-hmm. that's a great shot. And when you realize, yeah, it's probably a silhouette because they're like, oh, this thing looks cheap as hell. Right. We do a full shot of it. The shot is so scary, though, as is. And that's one of the, that's kind of the magic of these practical effects horror movies. The gorgeous is scarier. It's yeah. real. It's tangible. It's right there in front of you. Yeah, it, it has you. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's real. They had to do this. Mm-hmm. They had to make it look like this. And it really lands. So, yeah, second viewing, I was kind of surprised how... How much more some of the curse two is landing, and once you get the multiple snakes bursting out of this guy, we don't get a big shot of this final snake form. Because come on, how how much money do we have it's, to throw away on the bite? Yeah, it's a puppet for sure. But, but you know, when Gina Davis is crying and sobbing and just is done at the end of the fly, and his gross pod man fly hybrid drags the barrel of a shotgun to his head right this would be like david cronenberg showing up in character as the gynecologist and just kicking in the door and shotgunning jeff goldblum in the face yeah yeah because you have jamie farr (laughs) i was just gonna say shoot clark and then kind of do a jamie farr like Oh, like, what did I just do, right? Kind of reaction. Be kind of like, yeah, if Klinger from MASH or whatever, cross-dresser from MASH (laughs) busts in on the fly at the end and then takes care of business. Like, Jill Sholin is a crying, muddy wreck. You don't let her fucking tell the guy he's terminated? Right. You know? You don't let her punch the machine press? Some guy that just showed up at the wrong address goes, oh, you know, if you push this machine press over here. <laughs> like, no. Can't Jill, sue J- me now. Yeah, Jill Jolin acts her butt off through this whole 90 minutes, and Jamie Farr shot, shoots a gun for the first time in his life? Yeah. Oh. I know. And then, and then, like, literally, he blows away the Clark snake, yeah, everyone's like, oh, nice job, salesman who should not have a gun right now. <laughs> yeah, where do you get this? Bo Svensson looks down and is like, y'all right? <laughs> Credits. <laughs> her life was left. She didn't even sh- get out of the yeah. mud pit. No, man. It ends with a shot down of her in the mud. She's still down in it. At the end of the Terminator, there was this sense of hope. Yeah. This sense of relief that this thing was finally, her nightmare was over. She had escaped this constant stalking presence in her life. Sholin's in the mud. Sholin just got saved by, by 
clear. There's other snakes still in the mud. Yeah, there's so many. He burst into <laughs> dozens of snakes. This man was growing snakes in his body, and Klinger only took out one of them. Awful. There's so many more. Rough. <laughs> this movie was, you know, when you find out that, that Jill Sholin, you know, just quit acting eventually in the 90s, you kind of, I get it. I get it. This movie seemed at a certain point like they were trying to get Jill Sholin to not act in movies anymore. Right. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, this they end were running of her out of town on her this just ending. having to crawl through mud and just at at a certain point she's too tired to crawl, so they're just they tie a rope to her and drag her through mud, <laughs> yeah. just dragging her through she's mud. Dragged. And yeah, I could see how you marry Kevin Klein and you go like, I think I'm good on the. Dragging me that's through mud. Gates. Ah, shit. <laughs> that's well, the other hot babe that looks married? like she Jill married. Sholin. She married no, someone. she was engaged to Brad Pitt and Keanu. Ah. And didn't marry them. She Way chose to go, Jill. Not, She's probably just married to some guy. Oh, she's yeah. probably married to a guy who like does AC and heat. I'm sure she figures something out. She's, she's doing great. something where she doesn't have to get dragged through mud. I'll tell you no, that right she now. She hasn't been dragged through mud since 1989, <laughs> and she's living great. <laughs> I can't oh, keep man. these ladies together. The exact together. same reason I like Phoebe Cates is why yeah. <laughs> Jill Sholin. So, uh, That's funny. And uh, yeah, man, I can't believe they did her like that in the end. She doesn't even get to hit the button to terminate him. Like I said, this is an allegory. This is a girl trying to mm. get out of it. This is a snake-bitten young woman <laughs> who's just trying to get out. And uh, she she deserved a bit more. And yet, I love the curse too. I loved it. It was, it was cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't know if Curse Three has a shot of living up, but you'll. Do Are there curse. snakes in it? <laughs> oh man, it's called Blood Sacrifice. <laughs> it's probably about a cult. That does sound good, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. It's gonna be the Curse Cast. Why not? <laughs> Just probably does a dozen of them. <laughs> yeah. <there's so> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, I think it came to this. It did come to this. Yeah. Curse Two is on YouTube right now. It's uh, it's not, it's not a movie that's been treated very well by its VHS release, but uh, shockingly, the Blu-rays years out of print now. But it's on YouTube. Do yourself a favor, check out some gore. Yeah, absolutely, check it's out worth Jill it. Jill Sholin, Jill Sholin in any HD, any any bad video quality, it's right. worth it. Yeah, it's worth it for her voice alone. Love yeah, you, that get, you get to hear her sing more. a song. You get yeah. to see a lot of leg. You get to see her in two sex scenes. It's not bad. If I was in the driver's side of a Jeep Grand Cherokee and she screamed at me while wearing a chambray shirt, <laughs> like wearing my shirt, and like, ugh, if she's like, what the fuck is the matter? Powerless. <laughs> Powerless. Came to this. There you go. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>